Hey, everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's been long enough. It's time for a new season of my mom, Bonnie Tatey, sharing her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this season premiere, we review the Nathan Fielder comedy question mark series, The Rehearsal. <laughs> Let's bring mom in now. Mom, it's been so long. Are you excited to be back on the podcast? I know I am. Oh, I am very happy. Very happy to be back. Good. I hope our listeners have uh, subscribed so they'll know we're back and uh, tell their friends and we're ready to... That's right. We got a whole new batch of episodes coming at you over the holidays and into the new year. Uh, I know it's been a long wait. I don't know why. It was just that kind of year. It was it was the post-COVID doldrums. <laughs> I have to say, um, <laughs> now I was so happy to see you in New Hampshire this summer. We spent two weeks. Some of us spent more. Uh, yes. My family visiting mom in New Hampshire, and the weather was great. Um, it was idyllic, um, <laughs> except everyone, except mom, got COVID. <laughs> um, now, except... <laughs> I mean, I never tested positive, but I think I got it. In fact, I may have been patient zero for the whole thing, but it was hard to tell. Interesting. Yeah. In any it case, it was hard it, to tell. I went to the dentist and I came home. Everybody was either sick or left. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember rushing up to New London to get tests, COVID tests that morning. The morning at the end of the two-week vacation, we're supposed to leave. Um, I'm rushing uptown to get fresh COVID tests so that my wife and daughter can test positive. And then I was, yeah, I didn't even see you, right? I was just the no. road, I was the roadrunner puff of smoke with Leo. I basically <laughs> threw him in our rented minivan and said, we are getting a thousand miles away from here right now. Um, Leo never got sick. I was, I didn't get sick after I got home, but I was sick during the trip. And right. uh, even though I did not test positive, we are suspicious of those tests. So science will never know if it was my fault or not. Well, it was a, a heck of a vacation, I'll tell you that. And uh, there's always a surprise, it seems. And that was the surprise ending. Whew. It's like, uh, go to the dentist, come home. You and Leo are gone, and there's nobody around. Where is everybody? Well, Anna sequestered herself with Eve. Dad was upstairs, and I was torn between wanting to care for everyone and wanting to stay away from everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, nonetheless, as soon as Anna gets home, we uh, then go out on a, you know, just another half a week vacation. But, like, that month... Of vacation and sickness like wrecked me and I feel like I've spent the whole time since then trying to like catch back up to life for one reason or another just huffing and puffing but you know what I'm not complaining life ain't so bad it's just that um, that's why we haven't had a podcast in a long time because that's one thing after another uh, yeah but we are back here for a run and mom I've got a hot dog story for you that doesn't really involve hot dogs at all um, and that, that is that sounds so depressing to me because I do love a good hot dog. I have been itching to uh, tell the, every time I think of the podcast uh, over the course of the year, 
I've been thinking about this particular it's just the type of story I would tell on the podcast. Now, it's been so long, this story is not worthy of the, I think, five-month wait I've had storing it up. But this is the story I always wanted to talk to you on the podcast uh, about, and I've been saving it for you, all right? So here it is. It's Eve's birthday party. So this is back in August. It's a hot dog party, and I'm manning the grill uh, with the hot dogs. Now, I'm happy to do this, not only because, you know, I think the grill is... is fun and all that, but it gives me something to do that isn't just making conversation and right. getting everybody drinks, which, um, you know, I can do, but it, I find it exhausting. So I'm parked at the grill, and if you want to talk to me, come over and talk to me. You know, yeah. and people do, you know, they're, uh, it's one of those birthday parties uh, where all the kids are there and all the parents are there too, which... Um, I always hate as a guest, but I was the host this time, so uh, <laughs> sure, I'm not going to rock the boat. This uh, fellow parent comes over to me, someone I'm familiar with. You know, we've chatted a few times uh, around the school and whatnot, and you know World of Warcraft, right? That You've heard yes. of that video game, right? Here's what he said to me. He said, yep, I'm uh, ranked top 100 worldwide in uh, World <laughs> of Warcraft, 106th. <laughs> And I just was so floored, like, oh, it's just like, I just wanted to die, mom, because I found it so funny that, like, if, so, if if he had told so me, like, I'm 106th in World of Warcraft, I would have been like, wow, that's amazing. Right, but the fact right. that he framed it in terms of the top 100, and then just not, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the top 100 is a thing for a reason, and 106, it doesn't make the cut. Right, uh, right. You're just not there. So I just, you know, you I, you were familiar with situations where you were just trying not to laugh. And oh, um, yeah. this was one of those. It just struck me as the quintessential pop mom moment. That's it, mom. That's my hot dog story that's not about hot dogs. It's ranked in the top 100 worldwide of hot dog <laughs> stories, though. I love that story. I think that's hilarious because you know who it reminds me of? Can you guess who it reminds me of? Boo? Leo. Oh. Leo. Who has never lost a game in his whole life. In he would never life. admit to be 106, though. He would find some way to be first. <laughs> well, that's what this guy was doing. <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. But he... You know, he told the truth in the end, but just start with the truth. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. But, you know, to me also, uh, you know, no disrespect to video games, but it would be like if I came up to you and said, hey, I did the hopscotch board. <laughs> in, <laughs> in I know, I know. Um, yeah, like Yikes. when I do my... Uh, my game that I play, pretty much the only video game I play anymore, uh, The Binding of Isaac, um, it has these daily runs you can do. And when I finish in like the top 10 in the daily run worldwide, I just look around and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And then there's nobody. I look <laughs> around and in the entire world, there's nobody who cares. <laughs> but... But yeah, That's we. That's so funny. That's so funny. We it's millennial so funny. men need our accomplishments where we can find them. Listen, let me tell you, 
one time you were just a baby, but there was over in Newport, there was a mini golf place that for lack of anything better to do, we went over frequently. It had a make your own Sunday in mini golf. And mm. uh, dad and my father used to play. And, you know, dad used to lose and always a good sport. And Chili sure. caught my dad cheating because my dad just... He just well. Let me here. Wait. Let me clarify. So, because you're using two dads, when you say dad, you're talking about your my dad, your dad, and then let's call your dad Boo, right? Okay, because that's what we all call them. So, mom's talking about her dad when she speaks of Boo. So, go ahead. So he cheated. (laughs) What? What did he do? I don't. I don't know what he did. He. I don't know if he. He lied on the scorecard. I don't know, and Dad will know because he remembers it with great rancor. Oh, and, go, go find out. Go find out and, and come back. I'll edit it out, and uh, you go find out what the specific cheating was. Can you do that? Okay. All right. Yep, hold, hold on. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay. So my dad cheated on the scorecard. He gave himself less strokes than he actually took. Okay. And... My husband caught him. So now my cousin, who I haven't seen since we were kids, happened to be in the area and he came to dinner. Okay, so that's nice. And then off we go to play golf where my poor cousin finds himself enmeshed in what essentially was World War III. Over, over mini golf, he couldn't understand why it was so tense, and uh, there was not one bit of enjoyment in the whole thing <laughs> because these two were in the fiercest battle, and it was horrible. And he was so con- my cousin was so confused, and I don't remember the outcome of that game, but. Uh, that was it. My my, your dad was finished because he because if my dad was willing to cheat, where's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah. Um, is there something more craven about just writing the wrong number on the scorecard than like you know giving the ball a little nudge when you're not looking? Oh, I think so. Or though, what do you think? I think yes. I think because writing it, it's really in black and white, and um, I think that really shows some lack of character. I agree. Yeah, uh, Mom, it's been a long time since our last episode. People will want an update on the goings on at the local post office. Do you have one? Yes, I do have one. Uh, I have uncovered something very interesting that while our regular fellow was on vacation, the replacement girl came. She's a woman. I don't mean girl. Yeah. Uh, she's a woman. And she cleaned the post office, which made it look brand new. And she has all the mail in the box by 1015. Our post office opens at 930. Mm-hmm. She, so 
That was very nice. Um, she put the cards in the box. If you got a package, also very nice. Because if Jason is there, you have to go to the window every day and have this conversation. Do I have any packages? Uh, let me look. Uh, I'm still getting organized here. So anyway. Oh, it's as if Louis DeJoy were right there himself <laughs> running the show. A well-oiled, efficient machine. Yes. Well, he, he, he has to make a phone call to his wife first thing when he gets in there because he probably hasn't seen her for 25 minutes. And then he has to check his fantasy football uh, yep. updates. And then he has to set up his football podcast that he listens to. Good. So I, I see where he does have to do a lot of things before he gets to the actual mail. But when he came wait back... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you <clears throat> suggesting that you want a postmaster who doesn't win at <laughs> fantasy football? Um, what kind of post office do you think we're running here? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a pretty poor one. It's pretty poor. Yeah. So, so when he came back... I go in the first day, the second day, actually, and I say, there's no mail because there's no mail in the box. <laughs> and and it's uh, 11. I think it's 11 or 1115. There's, this, there's no mail. Oh, I didn't get to it yet. He said, I'm catching up. And I said to him, catching up on what? I said, the girl that was here while you were gone has the mail in the box every day by 1015. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and he, I don't know what he said. I don't, I don't know what he, what he said. But I went in the next day and I went up to the window and he says to me, what now? <laughs> <laughs> More mail? Are you back again for mail? Oh. When will you people have had enough? Oh, my God. Yeah, I do like the catching up on, because I think if you look at the like U.S. Postal Service Form 470A things to catch up on, <laughs> there's one box, and it's mail. Like, if you and check that one, you're all caught up. Right, right. And he, it's like he has to update on every stamp that was sold or... Uh, <laughs> yeah. How many flyers are left over? I mean, there's nothing to do but do the mail. <laughs> Catching up on what? So, I don't know. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's so, and I so, so I said to the girl while she was there, why does he get away with this? We've had people here that have just about turned themselves inside out. And that woman over in Andover that is in charge of our mailbox stuff, she would be on them constantly. Do this, do that. Do. But this guy gets hmm. away with all of it. He never cleans that post office. It is absolutely filthy because his philosophy is... Well, why clean? It's just going to get messed up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, by more mail. It just keeps coming. Oh, my God. So um, I think I've lost. I think I, I, think I have lost. Well, what did my... she say? What did she say? Is it his suave good looks? Is, is it no, his blinding no. charisma? What is it? Nope. 
she doesn't want to be bothered. <laughs> that's what she told me. Oh, he's just she, that much of a pain in the ass. I mean, that's pretty much your story, too, right? Well, my story is that she's intim- I think she's intimidated by him. He's very large, um, and he's very friendly. He's very, like, uh, you know, give you a punch in the arm kind of, you know, guy. Hmm. He's not serious, and um, so I think she just lets it slide, and she's a little intimidated by him, and I don't think she wants to irritate him. He stinks. Now, do you have a crow story for me? Is this a crow story that's not really about crows, like my hot dog story? No, no, this is really about Really about crows, okay. It might not be, actually. Yep. Yep. So last week, early last week, I bought a rotisserie chicken. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Okay, I see where this crow story is going. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we kind of forgot about it. You know, we didn't make sandwiches. And I don't, I, you know, for some reason, it slipped through the cracks. So I said, all right, let's 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 put it out for the crow. Oh, my God. <laughs> They like it. They like a chicken. So I put it out. Two crows show up. Now, you know, this would look very funny in these, your neighborhood. These crow stories are always the most, oh, what was the name of that guy who um, wrote about, like, rural, like, redneck culture? Louis Grizzard. Um, that, <laughs> oh, my God. These are the most Louis Grizzard stories, these crow stories. Okay. You put an entire spoiled rotisserie chicken out for the crows. Continue. All right. So, uh, two crows showed up, and they they uh, peck at it, and then they jump away, like it like it's gonna blow up, or you know, uh, some instinct tells them, don't get real close to this thing. And I, I can see where if I had a donut that was bigger than me, um, I might be a little intimidated by that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, a person-shaped donut, right? All right, I'll eat it. It's ever. a bird. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to end up like this bird, so we better that's be careful right. here. But we do want to eat it. So that's right. We definitely want to eat it. So they pecked at it a little bit, and then they just kept saying "call, call." They, you know, like they were calling everybody. Well, lo and behold, who shows up? A Cooper Hawk. Oh, I don't know what that is. A hawk, well, though. A hawk, and very beautiful. And he's been here before. Um, and he lands. <laughs> right when you put a leg of lamb out for everyone. Yeah. What was I did put a, a leg? Was it leg of lamb? <laughs> I forget what it was, but it was pretty exciting for all the birds. Hey, you got to clean the freezer. It's better than throwing it in the landfill. So he lands right on the chicken. He lands right on the chicken. Well, the crows are beside themselves because I guess they are afraid of of the crow. Uh, I mean, afraid of the hawk. So they're backing away, backing away. But they are screaming, screaming. And they're screaming in the trees. They're screaming from the fence. They're all over screaming. And the hawk just sinks his 
his little feet into it and flies off with the whole chicken. <laughs> That's how it's done, crows. That's right. Watch this. So the crows come back and they just are mystified as to what has really happened here. And they're looking and looking and pecking through the grass, but the chicken's gone. So today, now this is really awful, okay, but I cooked a turkey yesterday, and it was so tough. It was so tough so that now the turkey is out there <laughs> outside, and nobody's touching it. So what are you going to you going to wait for a raccoon to come along or are you going to bring it back in? Well, I guess I'll bring it back in tonight if nobody touches it, but now I'm kind of disappointed that the hawk doesn't come and take it away. <laughs> the hawk's still working on the chicken. Probably. Well, that's what I don't know. I don't know a lot about hawks. Do they live in in a family or do they live by themselves or you know, is there poker night where all the guys come over and eat the chicken? I'm not sure how their uh, society works. Uh, crow society? Yeah. You know, it's pretty sophisticated, though, I imagine. They're always finding that those crows are smarter and smarter. The crows are very smart. They they have a whole uh, society of when they land on the ground, there's a, a watcher and a first one that will approach and... Uh, there's a whole hierarchy huh. uh, in their group, but I don't know that much about hawks. Yeah, well, I guess hawks don't need to be quite as clever when they can just pick it up and fly away. And it, it's pretty interesting to watch. It's pretty interesting. But we got an Arlo camera that's uh, um, on the house, and it's very good at picking up the cars as they go in and out of the driveway but we haven't really adjusted it yet to pick up wildlife. We did catch a coyote. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, from a few nights ago. But other than that, it's just uh, Dad's car and my car coming out of the driveway, which is not what we got it Now for. you know. You're like uh, Gus Fring on Better Call Saul. You got the <laughs> whole place under surveillance. Yeah, that's right. Not, not surveilling what we really want to see, though. Do you want to say a quick thing about the postcards before we get on to our review, Mom? Because oh, we yes. sort of left off last season with the postcards because I thought we'd be back in a couple months. And then, you know, one thing led to another, like I said. But yes. we should talk about all those nice postcards that you got oh, in the mail. Okay. We were kind of overwhelmed, in fact, by the postcard requests. Um, I was very surprised by that. But I have every one of them right by my bedside, and I use them as my bookmarks now. Oh. So. Yeah, so I think of, of uh, each person in turn very fondly that they took the time to write a postcard. Um, um, it's not quite as much fun to send a postcard. <laughs> well, as, not en masse as you eventually were, were doing, right? Right, right. Yeah. Because you do want to be personal um, and... You know, there's people from a lot of different cities that got me thinking. Gee, I would like to. I would like to see that. Uh, I wonder what they do for fun in their city. And it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I do know that it was a lot of 
fun, even if more grueling than you expected at times. You know, the first few postcards that went out, Mom wrote, thank you so much for listening to Pop Mom. We really treasure our listeners, and we have so much fun doing the show. We look forward to many more years of friendship. Signed, Bonnie Tatey, Pop Mom. The last few that went out, they just said, thanks, Pop Mom. (laughs) They're all crumpled from Mom jamming them in the box. Get in there. (laughs) Some of them just say, T. Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. Yep. Uh, so thank you for the postcards, uh, and um, we'll never do that again. Oh, we might do that again. We might do that again. But really, you all got to get some friends and send their postcards to your friends, because that's what's fun. Well, yeah. Well, well they we were getting them. We were building that muscle for everyone. That was the that's idea. True. Yeah. You don't that's stop true. at Pop Mom, but she'll send you a postcard. So, and uh, I, I do have to say this, that when uh, Anna and I took a trip to visit Jenna, your sister, in Colorado, and uh, we went to a little, um, a little shop where this woman prints her own cards. They're kind of cute. And she was sitting outside and some of her, her, she called them rejects. They look perfectly fine to me. But she invited people to send a card of hers. And she had stamps and, you know, take take a card and, and send it to someone. And I, we all sat down and wrote a little card. And I sent mine. And I think Jenna also sent hers to Leo and Eve. And I said to Anna a couple weeks later, did they get the... Did they get the cards? And she said, yes, they were confused as to why they were getting cards when it wasn't their birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, A card is... It's interesting. You you remember Boo, who we were speaking of earlier, um, used to send me postcards from all his travels. Yeah. And I didn't really treasure them the way you ought to. Um, but I did always read them and I remember them and I think of them often. So even though I was maybe too dumb of a kid to appreciate these, um, these dispatches from his, uh, globetrotting athlete, uh, and otherwise career, I'm so glad he sent them. Right. And I remember many of the messages. Uh, you know, I remember one that asked me, uh, you know, my family calls me Johnny, as you uh, hear on the podcast. Um, and he asked me, do you like Johnny spelled Johnny like Johnny Carson, uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y, or Johnny I-E at the end? I forget what his example was for I-E. I really pondered that and I decided to stick with Y. But uh, what a stupid little memory I just shared. But that was... <laughs> I think it's cute. they were all have... like that you know they were yeah. like they were disposable i guess in their own way and yet like they were little conversations one-sided yes. ones perhaps but um i don't know so send a postcard is the moral of the story somewhere i have a lunchbox full of postcards that he sent me when i was a kid because he was never home yeah <laughs> I was finding the words for it. Thank you for <laughs> a lunchbox full. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Ma, shall we talk about the rehearsal? Uh, 
Okay. The premise of the rehearsal is that Nathan Fielder, who you may know from his Comedy Central series Nathan For You, helps people prepare for difficult life moments by taking them through absurdly detailed rehearsals of the real thing. That's the premise now. In the first episode, for instance, a trivia buff prepares to tell his fellow nerd that he lied about having a graduate degree. And for the rehearsal, Nathan constructs a replica of the actual trivia night bar where the conversation will happen and conversational flowcharts that attempt to predict every possible interaction. The show evolves from there. You can watch the whole first season on whatever HBO is called now. Mom, is the rehearsal ready for the stage, or does it need another run-through? Oh, the stage might be right where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> the local, the barn playhouse? Uh, oh, um. Oh wow! There's there's uh, wow. This is this is like an onion with you peeling the 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 layers. Um, and all when you get to the center, all there is is a little nub of onion. So there's this was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I think on TV, weird. <laughs> Um, let me frame it this way. And I think, cause I didn't watch all of it. I couldn't make it through all of it. Um, I watched all of it. Yeah. So I'm going to start it off and then I'll let you, I'll sort of hand the baton off to you. But speaking of our trip to New Hampshire, while this uh, show came out uh, earlier this year, around the time we were in New Hampshire, and you know, I'm a big Nathan fan. We've talked about Nathan on the uh, podcast before, and uh, I mean, he we had that breakfast with him, and we should say up front, we are great appreciators of Nathan, and yes. think he's a funny guy and a good egg, um, so uh, we'll say that up top. You can already tell how, how this review is going. <laughs> And while we were on vacation, Anna wanted to watch this uh, show with me. And I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't too excited about it. And while we were in New Hampshire, I just wanted to watch baseball with Dad every night. We used to watch the baseball oh, games every true. night. Hadn't gotten to do that together in quite a long time. So every night it was mostly baseball. And Anna was very patient, but there did come a certain point in the trip where she said, I watched the first couple episodes without you. I just couldn't wait anymore, you know? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, she was a little irritated with me for not watching it with her, I could tell. Um, then after we get home, eventually, she says, this Nathan series is really great. Now, and here's how she frames it for me, Mom. She says, the first episode is just okay, but after that, it just gets so much better. <laughs> All of this is prelude to say, I start watching it in the first episode. I'm like, okay, good job, Nathan. That's, you know, that was fun. And I think right. I can... Yeah. Um, you know, the recreating the bar was some of the like over the top production stuff that Nathan is famous for. But then the second episode, I just started to get a feeling like, mm, boy, that one was more about Nathan than about um, the other people. And the third episode was even more about Nathan. And the fourth episode was even more about <laughs> Nathan. And I was just like, I'm done because it's not... Now, on Nathan for you, he would interact with these small business people, and the one of the genius uh, strokes of the series was that he could play these people for rubes, and you could argue that in many ways he does, but the show always managed to expose some humanity along the way in its characters, um, right. and it was about 
the making a show out of these people he meets and the situations he puts them in. But the show just became about Nathan sort of obsessing over the show he was making, and it was all about him, and there's no adventure to that. He's not having to contend with another person's weird personality. It just seemed to be all coming from within. So you talk about the back half of the series and what happens within the whole house and the baby and all this nonsense. Well, I went into it without any armor on, which um, is a mistake. And I I just, th- I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was the first yep. episode, brilliant, mind-boggling even. Then it got into this uh, woman that wants to see what it's like to be a mother without making a commitment. And they come up with this whole scenario of how the child will age, et cetera, et cetera. And I think at some point when Nathan has his parents come, I started to really worry if he was having a nervous breakdown, if this was, if, if this was really okay. Um, And for me, it was not okay because as you say, it became all about Nathan and does he want a kid or and i got so concerned with his mental health that i just lost the whole thread of the show it got very confusing <laughs> um it seemed like everybody left and now it's nathan living in a house and <laughs> i don't what the hell happened uh uh, it, it was it was just like uh it was just like holding something in your hands and then it slipped through their fingers and i just don't know how that happened i don't know how a production gets lost like that yeah. and <clears throat> i do have a problem with um what i see on tv i take it to be a production on TV for my entertainment. And this was, this was not that. <laughs> wow. That should, that's like a pull quote of the review. That's what an indictment. It did not even manage to uh, seem to attempt to entertain you. You're saying it seemed very self-indulgent. It seemed very self-indulgent to me um, in a in a way that to me robbed Nathan's uh, the humanity of Nathan for you was the redeeming quality of the inhumanity of some of the stuff that they did. Yes. Right. Not cruel, but just no. like um, <laughs> exhausting and, um, you know, tricking people. Yeah. Um, Making people hike all the way up a mountain to get a gas station rebate, right? Um, right. The the humanity that uh, came out in the storytelling was the redeeming quality and really the complementary quality that made the whole thing sing. You know, when I a turning point for me was when we see the like Nathan Fielder casting center in L.A., where he trains people to be participants in these simulations. And then he says, uh, you know, I wanted to experience what it was to be in the class. So I did uh, 
complete oh my God, run yeah. through of my class with someone else playing me. And I sat there as a student and here's what I started to feel. And I wondered if, and I just was like, I don't care what you felt in your experiment that you des- devised for you. The camera just turned further in toward Nathan's belly button. Like that yeah. was the sort of default heightening of tension um, is to make it about Nathan's emotional journey. Right. Right. We're not here for navel gazing. And and as far as you say about the improvisational part of it, we've all seen uh, we've all seen that go awry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you know, your partner doesn't respond the way you think they will or you've lost the thread or um, that does not make good for good TV. It's it's uh, it needs a little more planning than that. Hmm. And it and it did feel like you say, it did feel like we're, you know, flying by the seat of our pants. That is not entertaining to watch. Well, I don't know. That can be entertaining. But I feel like we never felt we never felt like we were in the Disneyland ride where every inch of it is perfectly designed. And we never felt, I don't think like we were flying by the seat of our pants that we were on an adventure and like, what's going to happen. I think it was somewhere in between. And, um, because, because like I said, Nathan had such complete control over all the parameters. And Mm. whenever there was a new beat in the story, it was always about something Nathan was doing to examine himself, uh, further. Um, so there were, it's almost like it was aspiring to be improvisational and reacting to life, but the guardrails of, Nathan being the center of the universe never left. And I feel like Nathan for you operated with fewer guardrails and really did create a story in reaction to what um, emerged. And also felt like, come with me, trust me, come with me for this, this little journey where I didn't feel that through this one. I, uh, cause you didn't know where it was going to end. Right. 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 I did. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And I did. I just didn't feel like it was, hey, come with me. I felt it was more like, hey, look at me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I felt a little betrayed when I realized that the um, kid rehearsal house was now going to be the whole show. Um, Because I did watch the second episode thinking like, okay, I find this, you know, mom he found pretty tedious. Um, like, she's not, there's not much life in her. Yeah. Um, but okay, I can endure her for one episode. And then it was two episodes. And I was like, all right, no, we're, it's a two-parter, but we're going to wrap it up and get to a new story. And like, this story did not carry so many hours of my time, at least. I bailed right. out, I think, at, at episode four. Anna did finish the series, and... Um, I will say she she came around to us by the end. Maybe not quite as much, but she uh, found it off-putting and and weird by the end. Yeah. Uh, so, what is your grade for the rehearsal, Mom? Well, you know, I I, I do love Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> We've already couched it enough. What more can we say? Okay. Uh, I have to give it a, a I'll get I have to give it a C minus because I wow pretty generous I guess that first yeah. episode's carrying a lot of that grade huh 
Well, it is, because the first episode really did blow me away. I thought it was genius, uh, and I thought I was, you know, going to snuggle in for six more uh, interesting episodes like that uh, before it it turned into something weird. Yeah. <laughs> and All it right. was weird. That's a C- minus for the rehearsal. Mom, do you have a recommendation this week? Well, I think since the holidays are coming up, it's time to, um, I know this isn't a, a really popular idea, but I hate getting in bed every night with dad and trying to find, <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 wait. That is not what I meant. <laughs> that, that was not the whole sentence. That was not the whole sentence. Okay. Finish the sentence. Well, now I forget what the sentence was. But you I hate, hate getting into bed with your husband <laughs> at night. Go on. Yeah. And looking for a new whatever to watch. Oh, so yeah. I think this is a good time to plan because things get busy now. Now I'm so embarrassed, Johnny. But now is a good time to plan some good TV watching for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, you planned your TV watching is what you're saying. All right. So is this a multi-part recommendation or what? <laughs> well, I just mean, well, I just hate that part of the, the night of, do you want to try this? Do you want to try that? Do you want to try this? I hate that part. <laughs> Wait, so... So is your recommendation to find something to watch? That's what you recommend to recommend something to watch. Save them the trouble. <laughs> this this meta recommendation is not going to cut it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're both watching reruns of Frasier. You and which, I both are. Yeah. We should talk yes. about that one of these weeks. Yeah. We will. We will. Uh, it's interesting to me. Um and I would be interested to know what other people think, but so much of the reference, it would not fly today. You know, uh, sexual um, um, innuendos and such that would be, uh, you, they just wouldn't be written today. And yet the show is very funny and witty. So Yeah, the characterization is great, but the characterization is also of a nature that... Um, you wouldn't see on TV today. You know, Roz is the slutty one, right? And there's a right. thousand jokes out of that. And right, um, but it's all very sophisticated, um, and the the writing is good. And um, Kelsey Grammer's performance to me is incredible. Like the guy just chews up the TV screen, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I really have been enjoying it, and maybe we'll talk about it uh, one of these weeks on Pop Mom. In the meantime, you watch it, because that's Mom's recommendation. And her other recommendation is, hey, find something to watch yourself, all right? <laughs> and do it in advance so you're not wasting everybody's time. <laughs> That'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more. Um, boy, it trails off there, Mom. What should we talk about next time? Oh, I'm so unprepared. Uh, well, let's let's talk about something interesting. Okay. Oh, great. A new spin for a new season. Something interesting. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends that we're back. We're back for a new run of Pop Mom. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Speaking of Ological, you also have been asking me about the Better Call Saul videos. More are coming. I know I've been slow. 
Um, but I am real excited for my next one coming out. Uh, so if you are watching the show, uh, check out my videos on YouTube. Oh, logical. Anything you want to plug, Mom? Your Better <laughs> no. Call Saul breakdown videos? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Hey, we love you, though. We'll plug that. And Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you, too. So long!